Today's podcast is brought to you by Eggshell Light Company. For over 45 years, Eggshell Light Company has been the go-to specialty shop handling the lighting needs for all that grace the shores of beautiful Hawaii. Combining the artistic methods of the theater with the speed and efficiency of the musical touring industry, they have pioneered event lighting throughout the Hawaiian Islands. They specialize in supply of top-shelf equipment and designers for broadcast, concerts, corporate, and special events. From the smallest weddings to televised concerts and the largest corporate clients, they know that this is your most important event. It is their goal to make you feel that way. Aloha from Eggshell Light Company. Welcome everyone to another episode of LD at Large Podcast. My name is Chris Lose. I am the designer relations developer at Ayrton Lighting as well as columnist at LD at Large. Uh, I've been getting a lot of questions about uh, taxes and income in this very trying, these very trying times. Clearly, I am not a an expert. I am not a financial advisor in any way, and I am the worst at filing my taxes. So I thought I would reach out to my good friend from Las Vegas, Donnie Castleman. He is a senior tax professional and enroll agent at Donnie Castleman. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk, to chat with me. I'm sure you're very busy at the, at the moment. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Good to talk to you. It's just I've got a big giant pile of uh, tax returns on my desk, and it's kind of nice to get away from it just for a second, you know, to, <laughs> to chat a little bit. Thank something you. I with, really appreciate something it. With, yeah, something with some actual person to person interaction. You know, of course, we're doing most of these remotely now because of the. Uh, situation but, yes uh, definitely rather great to talk Vegas to you going to see you perform yes of course definitely. how's your base doing are you keeping up yeah we're trying to i haven't my last was uh what was it march march 13th friday the 13th was my last and we keep hoping it's going to come back but you know every musician in the world is having a time right now so hopefully we'll be all playing again so we can just hope so the reason I'm reaching out to you is because I talk to a lot of people who have CPAs and tax advisors who are not in our industry, and they really don't get our, our business. They don't understand why we have such a pile of 1099s or W-2s from all over the state, from every different state. And you're, you're a little more specialized in dealing with musicians and freelancers. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got a lot of people that work. Primarily 1099s. I've got people who work with W-2s that play for major artists. It's going to be hard to work for one person. Usually most of my people have uh, even a dozen or so artists or acts that they will work for. That's where the filing kind of gets might get a little uh, a little hairy, I guess, where we're splitting up the time on the road, uh, your business purchases. We're splitting all that up between half a dozen 1099s and half a dozen W-2s at, at the time. But right now, people really just need to, hopefully when we get back to work, people just need to take uh, take all the work they can as a W-2 or as a 1099. Yeah, that's one of the questions you know? I get a lot, or a lot of people yeah. asking if they should be 1099 or W-2s. And my 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 first response is, uh, you take whatever you can. You Right, of course. Of course. And, and I do occasionally have some people who work in the industry. They'll get offered a chance to either be a 1099 or W-2. If it's a short-term engagement, I usually tell people, if you can get a W-2 where the, 
the employer or the person that hired you is, is paying part of your taxes, the uh, Medicare and the Social Security taxes, definitely take that route because that's going to save you. If you're self-employed, of course, your tax rate is going to be 15.3% of your net profit. When you work for somebody else, they're going to cover half of that what's called self-employment tax. So usually, if it's a short-term engagement, I try to tell people to take the W-2 option. If it's an option, I'm not sure if there's going to be any options. <laughs> um, it's basically, it's, here we take, here's the job for you, here's the 1099, or here's the W-2. And of course, we have to take everything at this point. Uh, if you take the 1099, you're going to have to come up with enough expenses to kind of counterbalance. Right? Yes, yes, you can do you can do expenses on 1099s, but unfortunately, you can't do expenses on W-2s anymore because Congress uh, took away the employee business expenses, at least for the next four years. It is going to come back once these tax tax laws expire. But for right now, you're limited to taking just expenses on the for your 1099s. I, I don't have enough time to keep up with the, the ever-changing laws that are coming down the, the U.S. Right. tax route. Right. I think that's right. why I wanted to reach out to you. And I, I also, anybody who's listening, I want to encourage to reach out to somebody, somebody who knows better than you do. There's, there's right. lots of do-it-yourself tax software out there, but it's you're right. never going to be able to explore deep enough and far enough. And as soon as you do explore something, it's going to change. I can't stress right. enough the importance of a CPA or a tax professional I'm uh, I'm the worst when it comes to I just come to my CPA with a pile of receipts and, and she looks at me she's like you are like a child you have no idea what you're doing with them. and I say yeah. yeah that's why I pay you what I do because right yeah I have a few of those that sometimes they'll try to come in with a huge Tupperware container of wadded up receipts and I always send them back out I'm like tell them to kind of categorize it a little bit mm-hmm you know, obviously, when somebody brings you all their receipts for the entire year, you know, of course, there's nothing you could do with things like, uh, you know, going to the 7-Eleven or Fredericks of Hollywood. And I've seen all <laughs> all types of receipts going through that. Not to mention the fact that the thermal receipts will disappear over time. If you put receipts away, you pull them out three years later, a lot of them are going to be faded. <laughs> so it's always a good idea to kind of do a categorization. Or take some, uh, you know, you can pull out your phone and just take a photo of your receipts that are business related. You know, you've got them in the Google Cloud forever. That's what I've been doing lately. Yeah, there's a a software, I think it's called Fudget, F-U-D-G-E-T, that I've been recommending. And it's easy to take pictures of your receipts and put them up and categorize them in that, using that uh, software on your phone. Because obviously we always have our phone with us. That's a great the idea. I'm, of, I'm the worst at re- keeping those and remembering what they're for and what they right, do. And I'd right. love to delegate that to my phone. Sure. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely possible with that uh, that software. And uh, so. do you get a lot of people asking you to kind of fudge things to be written off? I mean, uh, a lot I of don't. times there's a lot of gray areas involved there. Right. Of course. Yeah, I do. As a general rule, I will not fudge on anything. I know I was just talking about the software budget. <laughs> now, I will try to help somebody. Like if we're writing off mileage, we'll go in and and try to recreate a mileage log for them. If somebody just says, yeah, I went 12,000 miles last year. It's like, no, I'm not. I can't just do that. We have to 
go back and say, well, did you, you know, obviously you got a 1099 from this location. You, you drove there and then drove back. Of course, we're, you know, we just can't take a stab of throwing out a random number when it comes to mileage. So one of the yeah. ones I often run across is I'll have gone out to dinner and then I put it on the wrong card or something. And then I try right. and reapply it to where it should be. I would imagine you get that all the time. Mm-hmm. At least I'm hoping yeah. you make myself feel better. Right. Yeah. I, I tell people to say you can't write off. Uh, I mean, if you're out of town, you're going to write off a per diem rate of usually 58, 64 or $71 a day, depending on what, what size cities you go to. But when it comes to in-town business meals, I just tell people to, you have to do the who, what, where, when, and why. Why are you meeting this person? And who is this person? And you want to write all that on the receipt and then take a picture of it. And okay. that makes it completely uh, completely deductible. As straightforward as possible. And you can say, hey, this is clearly a business expense. This was, right. yes, yep. my family was also there, but I was also meeting with client X and he was there. Right, right. You could do that. Okay. Now, if you got your, if you got a family of six, of course, you might want to. <laughs> you may want to uh, cut it down a little bit. Of course, mm-hmm. obviously, your kid's not going to ask about you know lighting systems. <laughs> <laughs> so, Donnie, when I'm coming to weather the storm, is it better for me to kind of face it as an LLC, as an S corp, or as a C corp? What uh, does it have much difference, or does it bear much for you? Okay, not much difference in trying to locate and secure work, of course. Um, What I normally tell people, the general guideline for me, is that you, if you are paying people as other musicians, other techs, you definitely want to have an LLC. If you have a lot of interaction with the general public, you want to have an LLC because obviously you want some sort of legal protection to keep them if anything ever happens. If they keep you from keep them from from trying to sue you, instead they if they try to sue somebody they they can only sue the LLC. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a layer of protection, more than a filing status. Now, when someone gets to where they're making let's say six figures a year and paying people uh, with 1099s, I definitely recommend that people file as an LLC and possibly as an S corporation, depending on what profit is. Okay. Uh, so your net profit is fifty. I use a general rule of fifty thousand or more. You definitely want to talk about treating yourself as an employee of your LLC and doing a quarterly payroll filing. Okay. Where you're going to save a little bit of taxes filing that way. As soon as you start paying other people, you 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 need that protection to make yes, sure that I would, they come after yes, your definitely. assets. Yes. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Should that happen sooner than later? Should I mean, let's say somebody's just up and coming, they're just, they're just getting out of the bar band industry or into the, they're starting to tour. What is the first sign that somebody should go for an LLC? Uh, if you have uh, interaction with the general public or if you start paying a lot of people as subcontract labor, like musicians, techs, et cetera. Okay. Uh, so let's say I'm... Uh, playing bass in a bar band and we're making $50 a night. And there's definitely no reason for an LLC at that Right. Point. Yeah. No reason to do it then. If you start doing like major, major convention work or major jobs, you definitely would want the LLC. Of course you, you'd also want a, a liability policy as well. 
a lot of people forget that that's a necessary part of doing business. That's what makes the professionals a little bit more expensive is because they have to cover those liabilities. Right. Right. It's your, uh, you're responsible and you're the man in charge. I hear a lot about these, the tax brackets that I need to be more aware of. And I, I have never been very aware of tax brackets. I usually just make as much as I can and then let the, let the chips fall as they may. What is, what are the different tax brackets and what should I be paying attention to? Yeah. Well, there's not exactly tax brackets. It's not a lot of people think they're steps. Like say, if you make, if you make 40,000 taxable income, your tax rate is, say 12% and then 50 you would make it would be 15%. It's more graduated than that. It's more of a slope than actual steps. Uh it's always going to be beneficial to make as much money as you can, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh you're never going to the tax is never going to outweigh how much extra you can does that make any sense? That, the, that uh, makes perfect sense to me. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want a ten thousand dollar raise because I have to pay tax on that ten thousand dollars, and of course, that's not going to be the case ever. Yeah. If you pay, say fifteen percent on that ten thousand, you're still taking home the additional eighty five hundred. Mm-hmm. So, I would imagine a CPA not, would be like, congratulations, you're in a new tax bracket. Now you get to pay right. X amount more, but congratulations, you're, right. means you're making that much more. Yeah, that's true. You're always, your take home is always going to be more than your rate, of course. I'm not sure about uh, California. <laughs> it seems like I've got some people there that are literally ma- paying almost a 40% tax, bra- tax rate. And it's just crazy yeah. how, much, how much of their money actually goes into the government and they don't take home. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a heavy price to be paying. Right, living that close to the ocean on the on the west. I coast. guess so. I guess so. <laughs> I like California a lot, but I sure don't like their tax tax structure. <laughs> it's a pricey one. That's why right, I, right. I loved uh, uh, Nevada so much. You still you still got to pay the feds, but the state doesn't need your money so bad. Right. So far, hopefully that doesn't change in the, in the short future. Oh, I didn't realize that was on the on the books. Oh, it's it's uh, not exactly on the books, but you know the government's always wanting more. Yes, they <laughs> they do. always have more more room for more uses for our money than we do. <laughs> seems like but, that's uh, why I always I always tell my CPA I was like I want to pay my fair share and not one right one penny more. Absolutely. If you let them take Absolutely. more, they will. Well, most states, I believe, states are going to allow what they call gig workers, self-employed, uh, to apply for unemployment. Um, these uh, features are coming out. They're supposed to be coming out with uh, special websites where gig workers can go to actually file for unemployment, um, people that are self-employed. Uh, they pushed up the filing date because of all this they pushed up the filing deadline to july 15th without an extension kind of important i think okay and i i don't believe those are set up quite yet they're coming out is that yes that's right yes yeah i was told that the week of the sixth of course we're halfway through this week and uh so far nevada hasn't got those set up yet or tennessee i've talked to people in nevada and tennessee and neither 
neither state has them set up yet, but they promise that they're coming. If you try to file right now, it'll just show that if you file self-employed, it's, it's going to give you a benefit amount of zero and you'll have to do it again. I think it's going to be a huge announcement when these sites finally get set up to where they can take that. Of course, obviously, nobody's working right now especially right. in the entertainment field. So if I was all prepared to file for April 15th, should I should I wait longer or should I still file early? Uh, it's up to you. You can still file. If you're getting a refund, there's no reason to wait. Uh, a lot of people, if they owe money, it might be beneficial to wait a little while longer until we see what happens with this whole pandemic that's going on. Okay. Uh, but I have... Uh, you can file if you file now. Of course, you're not going to owe the. You're going to not going to have to write a check to the IRS until July, even if you file right now. And if I had a a refund, I should still I should still wait, or should I push? Oh, I would. If you have if you're getting a refund, I'd definitely try to file as soon as you can. Okay. Of course, and then if you're getting a refund, also you add direct deposit to your tax return, and that gives them a way to pay you this um, stimulus check about direct deposit instead of checking the mail. And there's okay. a website coming up for that as well. They're saying that's coming out sometime this month where if people filed returns and never either don't pay funds or don't have their direct deposit information on their tax return, they can add that through this upcoming website. And so far, that's all they've said. Um, they haven't got it uh i don't guess they've developed it yet but it's supposedly okay. coming out in april to make things easier and make sure there's i'm sure there's people who uh possibly haven't filed 2018 and 2019 tax returns you definitely want to file one of those years to get into the system so they can get your stimulus check or direct deposit to you oh wow so if dealing- you haven't filed 2018 you should go file your 2018 so that you're eligible for the stimulus? Yes, 2018 or 2019. You definitely okay. want to have those filed. Uh, I'm doing a lot of catch-up work for people that uh, haven't filed in a few years, and we're definitely zeroing in on the 2018 returns. Okay, and is there so, going to be a formula for the stimulus? It's going to be if you make X amount, you get Y amount? Yeah, as a general rule, uh, they did put the um, the brackets out there. I believe it's seventy five. At seventy five thousand, a single person starts to taper off, and then it's one hundred and fifty for married filing jointly. Yeah, so it will taper off. It's income income based. Like you can't go and file a uh, tax return for twenty eighteen and have a dollar of income and expect to get the uh, <laughs> stimulus, of course, <laughs> which a lot of people think. But um, but there are restrictions when you start making uh, addition making more money when you get closer to the six figure range. They're going to take their, uh, they're going to drag their feet on that one as well. It's going to take time for those. Well, hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully not. Well, it's not going to be taxable. And don't forget, of course, if you have kids 18 or under, you'll get an additional 500 per child. Okay. As well for your household. So like a family, I mean, for me, for example, I have a family of six, me and my wife, 1200 each and then three of my children are 16 or under so we'll get an additional 1500 hopefully direct deposit i'm in the same boat i have to wait for this uh site to come up to uh my direct deposit information i'm in the same position here 
Yeah. That's uh, that's a lot of people in the house, Donnie. I finally figured out what caused I started sleeping on the couch more, you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all good kids. We have great kids. It's in fact it's my fourteen year old's birthday today. He's he's uh he's got his set on a motorcycle, but we did the next best thing. We got him a motorcycle cake. <laughs> So, Very nice. That is uh, yeah. that is the next best thing. I guess so. If you can't have a motorcycle, you got to have a cake. So. <laughs> I would imagine that this is the best time to talk about the fact that we all need a rainy day fund. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yes, in a, in a perfect scenario, you want to have uh, three to six months of living expenses put aside in some sort of money market account that you can access, of course. And um, then those people are kind of sitting back going, well, we can weather the storm. You know, mm-hmm. that keeps a $1,000 repair from turning from a just a minor annoyance to a major catastrophe, of course. Yeah. Because according to my, I've got a chart on my desk that says uh, 78% of people live paycheck to paycheck. That's a sobering fact. Yes, it is. If you have a three to six months uh, of living expenses put aside it kind of uh it'll sure help it'll pay, keep the stress down in your household for sure i think yeah. we've got we've got about two and a half months of we've been trying to save up for it it's just going to take kids, some time that's, that's a big number yeah i'm sorry four kids we have four kids oh sorry yeah yeah but there's uh there's two adults that act like kids so six people <laughs> four kids close. got it i would imagine you see all the all the people coming through and you're like man you are you're one of the 78 percent right right it's just been uh, in our conversation we will talk about some financial goals i think that's a a good goal of course is to yeah. to uh have a nice rainy day fund on the side and you know you just put it there and forget it it seems like when you rainy day fund it seems like you have fewer rainy days what's the difference between a money market account and a regular checking or savings uh not much difference you're not getting more than one percent on anything these days years ago i used to get i used to get six percent on a savings account i had in texas at a bank and uh those days are gone unfortunately yeah they they want you you to risk that money don't they they want you to put them in oh yeah for sure a little more higher risks as they they have more access to it but yeah, it seems like, uh, you know, like I get, uh, I just got my savings uh, statement yesterday and it says I have like a thousand bucks in there and it says three cents is my interest. Congratulations. So, like, thanks. Congratulations. Thanks. It's better, buy than, a, better than negative 99 on that one. I guess so. But yeah, they, uh, yeah, you can't even buy a stick of gum for that now. So That's not even a round of drinks in Vegas anymore. I know. Oh, for sure. For sure, yeah, you used to get them for get them on the house if you're gambling. Now you have to you have to play twenty bucks to get one drink. They've got it all. They got they have a formula now whether if they'll give you a free drink or not. It's kind of yeah, silly. you used to be able to just put twenty in and then cash out twenty, but they're they're hip to that one now. They don't right right. They don't yeah, fall for that get, anymore. Yeah, ninety nine cent breakfast. You used to get that late at night, and now you go to Bellagio. It costs you like eighty dollars <laughs> to have breakfast for two people. It's yeah. insane. You can't build mega resorts on uh, on free drinks anymore. No, you can't. Nope. And you can't hire bands with uh, <laughs> entertainment crews <laughs> either no. on that. So it's kind of a no. two-edged sword, I think. Well, so. 
Thank you so much for taking the time, Donnie. Sure. I really appreciate it. Of course. It. Of course. Uh, I hope you can uh, hope some of that works out. I'm going to uh, put a link. I'm going to put a link to your website in the in the notes as well, so that if anybody else sure. has any additional questions, they can reach out to you. Right, right. Yeah, they can holler at me anytime. And uh, I will. I'll put your email address good. as well, if that's okay with you. Sure. That sounds great. Sounds okay. good. And I'm always good for a phone call or or an email. So wonderful. Thank you All so right. much for taking the time, Donnie. I appreciate it. All right, man. Hey, it's good to talk to you, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Okay. And uh, and happy birthday yeah. to your boy. All right. Uh, thanks. I appreciate it. Yep. Aiden, so, all right. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. You got it. Mm-hmm.